Dark save for light being cast from the big TV screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning. George, I'm in your home. You are in my home. Ta-da! Who let you in here? <laughs> oh God! Oh God! We got your neighborhood is very permissible. I'm surprised that they really let me in at all. But well, I'm, here we I'm are. surprised they let me in. <laughs> I, own, I own a house here, <laughs> but it's nice. I can reach out and touch you or slap you. If I mean, I'm not going to. I'm I'm going to. Not like a, one of the AT and T. Is it AT and T? Will not slap someone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I'd remember that. I can, no, no, would have been a right. way cooler brand. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, we 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 have the good fortune to be good fortune. We have the circumstances arose that we are in each other's company. Correct. Uh, so so we decided this time to play a game that would be best served by the the two player experience the the, the synergy the, yes. the collaboration oh yes uh so what did we play we played teenage mutant ninja turtles turtles in time which is the fourth game which follows the theming of the third movie yes although i don't know which came first the turtle or the egg <laughs> <laughs> i pretty but i'm pretty sure that the movie probably spawns the game because that seems more likely i mean at that time in history it was like they had comics they had toys they had cartoons they had games they were just throwing it, it was the the toy producer du jour like gi okay. joe before it yeah no i mean I, absolutely um uh yeah no i mean like like i just ninja turtles were everywhere you know i mean like if if you went up to somebody that was your age and said hey which ninja turtle are you and they said what you're like Obviously a communist, just straight up. Oh, you oh, you don't speak English? I didn't realize. <laughs> no, and, and okay, but which Ninja Turtle were you? I was a mixture of. So I was Bad Donatello. Hedging. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Donatello. Like off the top, Donatello. Um, sometimes I would be like, if somebody else was like super wanting to be Donatello, I could. I would be Raphael. Sorry, not Raphael. Raphael's hot garbage. <laughs> and anybody who identifies with him is also hot garbage. Um, <laughs> But uh, but no, so I, I would sometimes be Leonardo, but Don, Don, Donnie for the win. So nerd, big nerd. Yeah, yeah, big big old nerd. Which one were you? Not Robert. <laughs> so so I left to my own devices, right? Like if if I get first pick, you know, with the the, the lottery, uh, I like Raphael primarily because red. And I thought yeah. I thought sides were kind of neat, but like it it didn't occur to me at the time like his personality is not one I should try to emulate. <laughs> like, I just I was like red, yeah, and and neat. Right, because in the in the cartoon he was in the sorry, in the good cartoon, in the original cartoon, because mm. there's been like two or three since then. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and the one that came out when we were children, and therefore was the best. Right, exactly, because uh, that's how things work. Absolutely. So, so in the the good cartoon, he was far less extreme compared mm. to later iterations, and also the comic. Right. Right, because in the original comic, their their personalities were a little bit more polarized, and then they brought all the levels down yeah. for the the cartoon except michelangelo who is like over the top comic relief you're right yeah which i totally identified with so like <laughs> if, if Raphael was for some reason not available i would absolutely go to michelangelo like skateboarding pizza eating cowabunga and like yeah what's not to like yeah no i mean there's nothing wrong like that they're all they, they, the only reason why i i bash on raf is because he is generally 
like almost the antagonist in the group, you know? Well, in the, one of the new movies, he's literally the cause of like half of the story. He's, he's the Vegeta. Like <laughs> he, he totally is where everybody's like, yeah, no, it's cool. He's a good guy, but he kind of causes a lot of problems. <laughs> like I could totally imagine Raphael being like, oh, this is a new feeling pride in someone else you know <laughs> like pretty much you take any of dbz abridged vegeta's lines and this could very easily be Raphael lines true, true story yeah but so, yeah so I, I i liked uh thems and and leonardo uh again like wasn't really thinking about character that you might emulate but he did have the best weapon because because oh, yeah. i feel like nunchucks are like a kid weapon right because you're like oh that's cool but but anyone who's the tiniest bit practical would go for you know staff like donatello yeah. or or they're not katanas. I guess they're ninja toes because they're yeah. straight. Yeah. And they're ninjas. Yeah. But still. <laughs> he I calls mean, them katanas. He's wrong. Yeah. He, <laughs> but to be fair, he's the one with the katanas. So you're going to argue with them. Like, there's like, look at those katanas. Actually, those are. And Ste- then, stabity, stab, 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 stab. Yeah. <laughs> those are insert lungs filling with blood noise. <laughs> How's that uh, career as a, a translator working out for you? Like, <laughs> deaf people will know exactly what's happening now. <laughs> Uh, it's going poorly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I have to tell the side story. So my favorite uh, subtitle thing that I've ever actually seen in person, because everybody's seen funny ones on the internet. This one I actually came across myself firsthand uh, in The Nightmare Before Christmas when Sally is trying to escape mm-hmm. and she jumps out of the window. You don't see her on camera hit the ground, mm-hmm. but you hear it. Mm-hmm. And and the uh, subtitle is um, Sound of Body Hitting Stone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yay. Yeah. Well, and so that's that's interesting just, I mean, because as part of the aside, like, sound of body hitting stone, that definitely sounds like she died. Right. Well, and also she's filled with leaves, so it's not even the noise it should make. Right. It should sound like a garbage bag full of leaves hitting stone. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that sounds like. But anyways, animation. Uh, it's really good. Right, and so so this game, I mean, is definitely like a lot of games from this era because it's what ninety two. I think we determined. Uh, they tell you it's ninety two. Well, yeah. I mean, so <laughs> it, yeah, ish. Yeah. I mean, so, I'd no, say plus or minus a year. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's it's uh, this was an arcade port, but this is like a really high quality arcade port. Like you're getting very nearly the arcade experience for all the good and bad that that entails. And and yes. part of the good is that the the graphics and the animation are pretty spectacular. Oh yeah, no, I I definitely think that uh, the the graphics held up very well in the sense that you know, and one of the nice things that we've discussed before, but that I think that this game benefits from is the fact that there are very few human characters. You know, like they're all fan- they're all turtles or fantastical in one way or another. Like yeah, other mutants, right? Like Be- Baxter, Bebop, and Rocksteady. You know, like they're all you know Bebop like, and Rocksteady. Get old Bebop <laughs> and Rocksteady, man. I mean, like. So as part of the nostalgia experience, it, it was amazing to me how much like Turtles lore was still kicking around in my brain, you know, <laughs> because like, you know, yeah, it was just kind of like, oh my gosh, it's Bebop and Rocksteady. Oh, it's Baxter. Oh, it's the, what was it? Mecha, Mecha, whatever. Uh, Mecha, oh crap, that's not right. <laughs> yeah. Me- metal, Metal, Metal Turtle? You're saying Metal Sonic. I'm, yes. Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> metal Sonic. <laughs> Metal Sonic. Um, yeah, let's go with Mecha Turtle. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of disproving our own point. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. So uh, so absolutely, like a lot of that just came screaming back to me. But um, but because they were so uh, non-humanoid, and therefore, it's a lot easier for them to get away with being on the left side of the uncanny valley. You know. Oh yeah, because nothing is supposed to look realistic. Right. And even Shredder, who is the 
only human you see in the whole game besides April O'Neil, I think. Yes. He, you don't, you can't see any of him. Right. Like, I mean, his, technically his, the foot soldiers, but they're also. But, but that's what I mean. Their face is covered in like a loose mask. Yep. So the fact that their head is not quite shaped right is like, you don't really care because it's like, oh, well, they're wearing a floppy mask. Their humanoid shape. Yeah. You know, Shredder is almost completely covered. Like you can see his underarm and hands, I guess, and like his eyes. Yeah. But still, I mean, and, and that's the thing is he's got like that big old honking like Shredder face get up, you know, so. <laughs> Whatever you call that. A mask? <laughs> sure. And, and the thing is that, like, even, like, normal Shredder you don't see for very long because he, and he immediately becomes Super Shredder. And so that does two things. One is it makes everything bigger so it's easier to, like, kind of render, you know? Like, right. the one pixel isn't as big of a deal. And two, it... um it just it, it it's more extreme, you know. So right, because he's supposed to now be like the Hulk, like he's all he's humanoid but unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. So like, and and if I remember correctly, it's ooze. Is it the ooze that makes Shredder uh, into Super Shredder in the movie? Mm. So in the game, he um he just Super Saiyan. Yeah, he like <laughs> yeah he just he's like oh, I gotta kill these turtles now. So I'll, you, this isn't even my final four. Yeah. yeah. In the movie, he absolutely takes in some of the ooze and, and goes all Super Shredder. Um, and actually, to that point, so in the movie, the characters had, their masks were like pretty brightly colored, mm. but their skin was like a more, a little bit more realistic, like darker green and their undercarriage, <laughs> the yellow part of like their chest and, yeah. and like abdomin, uh, abdominal cavity is like kind of a yellow. Mm-hmm. And then in... Uh, the the movie they make it like a much darker kind of like almost like a tan like muddied color because that's yeah. what turtles look like. Right. So yeah. they're they're trying to make it like slightly less absurd. And in the game we played through this entire playthrough, and then at the end we were like, we totally skipped over the options. Oh, absolutely. Didn't <laughs> even think about it. It didn't even cross our minds. <laughs> and one of the options is to use the original comic book style coloring, where the each turtle is a different color. Yep as well as their masks being like slightly darker and muddier because they're supposed to be like filthy material they found laying yeah. around. Like their <laughs> their knee and elbow pads are all the same color. They only have the colored mask. And, you know, they, like their eyes are all white. They don't have the little pupils that the cartoon had. Like I, I kind of like that you, you have this game and you can put this toggle in. It's like a day's extra work for, for the art team. It's like, right. hey, can you render this model and then just recolor the same model and, and that way we're going to put it in this toggle and like nerds will love it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yes. Thank you for thinking of that. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like why, A, like you said, it's, it's a minimal amount of work. And I would say that, that this is one of the few times that I've ever seen like the upside of palette swapping. And, <laughs> That's true. You know, <laughs> and, that, and that now that you mention it, like I, I'm, I'm thinking and I can't think of too many games around this era where you could basically palette swap yourself at will. And it's just kind of like, well. Why, why wouldn't you, though? Like, why wouldn't you be like, oh, I don't want to be this color. I just want to be, like, the blue or green or whatever. So it's like, yeah, why not Why not that? You well, know? And, and now you can see how that's gone over time is now there is, like, an entire sub-economy <laughs> of, like, oh, you can buy a different skin for your character in yep. latest shooter, the shooting shooter game. And people play will... play that game. It's a good game. It's a good game. Yeah, five stars. People, <laughs> people will pay, like, actual cash money for what we have like chided for the entire length of the show as a lazy palette swap. Right. And and I know that a real skin, like a modern game is like there's 3D modeling and and in a game like Overwatch, there's like clever reasons that there's an alternative skin. But if Street Fighter continues to make new games, because I think 
I think that series is still running. Oh, it absolutely yeah. is. Like I can very easily imagine them selling DLC if they haven't already done this. They've almost definitely already done this. Yeah. I can imagine <laughs> I can imagine them selling DLC that is literally just Oh, character skins and power swaps. Oh, absolutely. And actually what 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 Overwatch does that I think is worse and I, I mean I like that game, but is that they won't let you straight up buy the skins. What you can the only thing that you can do is buy the packs that skins come in. So Oh, so they're random. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, that's uh oh god, what game is there's a, a Steam game, it's like Team Fortress or something. Right. There there's a, a few Steam based games that are like famous for you can't buy the thing you want. You buy like a loot box. Yes. Or like a dumb friggin' crate of random crap. And the I think the worst, this is the most unforgivable, is you buy the box and there's a chance it can contain a thing you've already gotten. Mm-hmm. So then your money is just literally wasted. Well what this one it does is it gives you in-game currency but like and this is something I've, <laughs> yeah oh yeah no like it, it's 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 weird economics all the way down and one that i particularly hate just as long complaining about overwatch <laughs> is uh is is in this in this particular game um you so if you get like a, le- a legendary skin costs a thousand currencies whatever it is a, a thousand blim fark blim flarks so uh, um but then if you get you can just get legendary money basically so if it's like a legendary draw but it's money it's only 500 making me tired it it gets one more worse (laughs) if you get a duplicate legendary skin it's only 250 so Uh. yeah and lion's face has melted so we're gonna call it early on this one (laughs) okay so just baking that stuff in yeah like thank you turtles and time developers like exactly don't yeah. don't i mean and this was arcade era like dlc was just a dream in some marketer's eye yeah. <laughs> but but I, I like that they they just thought to do stuff like that because yeah. the the enemies are almost exclusively palette swaps because it's a beat-em-up game yep. so you have purple foot soldiers that are like the foot soldiers and then you have the blue ones, which I think have weapons like swords. Mm-hmm. And then you have the yellow ones, which weirdly walk on screen, throw their bomb, <laughs> and then just calmly walk back away. Yeah. So like you don't have to defeat them to progress. No, they're, they're totally union. Like, they're <laughs> like It's like, hey, maybe you could throw the bomb and fight. Talk to the union. You know, like. No way. No <laughs> way. Not for well, scale, my friend. To be fair, though. I mean, if I'm a foot soldier and I've got a bomb, right? And so I'm apparently either bad enough of a foot soldier that they felt the need to arm me with incendiary devices as opposed to some of my friends that they're sending in just straight up bare knuckle boxing, right? And I am seeing anthropomorphized turtle laying waste to everyone I know and love. I might just throw that bomb and be like, and I'm I'm out. I'm out. Yep, done. I did my part. I'm not going to throw my body on the pile. (laughs) Yeah, and and I mean, basically... the. The bosses are every single boss sprite is a hundred percent unique. Mm-hmm. You never fight the same boss twice. They're all rendered beautifully. Um, the one mutant turtle that you fight in twenty five billion BC or whatever yep. is uh <laughs> he's he's like he's scary. Like his his teeth are pointy. He's got the big spikes on his shell. Like all of the bosses are where they put. 99% of their character design work like, right. because you don't care about foot soldiers. Like you're there for the beat 'em up. And then the thrill of the boss fight. Like, yeah. Like, it could just be walking down a hall with no foot soldiers and then a boss fight, and that'd be fine. Yeah, I mean, they could definitely have... I mean, I would, I would, you can make the argument that, you know, all of the the fighting up until the boss is kind of filler. But, I mean, when you play a game like this, what you're in it for is to be the Ninja Turtle and beat up the bad guys. So, yes. if they had, like, a whole bunch of different, like, enemy sprites that they made 
for just this game, you'd be frustrated because you're like, I don't want to fight, you know, Joe accountant or whatever <laughs> sprite they would pick. Like, <laughs> as, as best you can come up with. Yeah, Joe accountant, man. Hey, t- uh, uh, TM. But anyways. Ninja Turtles hate CPAs. <laughs> Just totally hate them. Uh, but, um, but, you know, like if you had to fight a bunch of like random sprites that weren't on the show, you'd get frustrated, you know, because that's not what you're there for. That's not what you signed on for. You signed on to be the Ninja Turtle. So, Agreed. Uh, so I would say that considering the amount of time and energy that they clearly put into the bosses, I think that the pound swapping and just lack of bad variation, bad guys is to stay true to the source material, not out of laziness, like some other games we've played. <laughs> no, I, I agree. Cause it's, it, it would feel weird if there were a bunch of, even if they were well-designed, well thought out enemies, if there were a bunch of enemies that were only in the game, yeah, you'd kind of be like, Oh, but, what is that? Who is that? And and it could be a good thing, but I can understand why it's way less work to say like we're just going to put in foot sol- armies of foot soldiers, yep. just like in the cartoon, and then we're going to put all of our like real art design work into the level design, which is spectacular, yes. and into the boss design, which is also spectacular. Agreed. And also too, I thought that they did a good job with palette swapping because in a sense, like so most of the time, palette swapping just straight up laziness. You know, like we want it to feel like you're fighting a new bad guy even though you're totally not right in this one and this leads in a little bit to visuals in service of gameplay is the 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 pilot swapping change like like the blue foot soldiers have different weapons than the purple foot soldiers have different weapons than the yellow right you know um so it it telegraphs you immediately so like i don't have to like walk up to a foot soldier and then all of a sudden he pulls out a shiv and like (laughs) stabs me i know that the blue ones have the shivs and the purple ones do not right yeah. Yeah. So, so you can uh, key your behavior off of like a oh, purple guy. He doesn't have a weapon. I'm yeah. gonna stab him super quick and then <laughs> go deal with this like more significant threat. Absolutely. And so, uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, honestly, like you said, the the level design. I think. Well, I mean, okay. So the the, the art of the level design is great. You know, I mean, it just it, it beautiful pixel art holds up incredibly well. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's like some things that, and this touches on both visuals and and audio a little bit. But um, is like so in the future factory stage. I don't know, like the one where there are the foot soldier tubes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which makes just all kinds of no sense. But whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> it's it's the game. Like, <laughs> um, in that one, like there's one part where they're are they called mousers? Mousers. The the little. Oh, the little, little R2-D2s? Well, no, no, not the little R2-D2s. The little, um, oh, the really chompy. small one. Yeah, I think those are mousers. Y- yes, yes, yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah, totally. Yep. Yeah, my research is indicating that's accurate enough to ship. Oh, well, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely follow up the minute that we're done recording. Yeah, and, correction and, will be in the show notes. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so, <laughs> so most of the bad guys come in from like the sides of the screens, but there's one part in that stage where they're coming from the back. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know? And so basically like, Honestly, mechanically, it doesn't really change that much because they're still coming into the screen. But, like, you see, like, the, the the back, you know, like, them moving across the conveyor belt. And then you see one of them jump out. And then it leaves a broken pane. So even if you mm, yeah. missed the fact that that's where it came from the first time, you'll see, like, broken glass. And then, like, another one come out. And so they telegraphed that, I thought, pretty well. And for a game of this era, I thought they did a great job of, like, making you feel like the world is alive, you know? Because it's not like you're just walking from point A to point B and bad guys are just somehow funneling in both behind you and in front of you. Yeah. Sometimes they're coming off of conveyor belts and sometimes, like, they're coming up out of the floors, which was that, terrifying. That was weird. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, 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 and mechanically, I mean, in the mechanics and service of the visuals here, as opposed to the other way around, is 
if you if you didn't have any of those visuals where they jump in from the background or they hew one thousand up from the ground yeah. terrifyingly, mm-hmm. um, you would know oh threats only come from the edge of the screen so i'm going to kind of hover near the center right so that i have time once i see them enter the screen but that's not true sometimes they come from the middle of the screen right right they come from the ground up or the sky down right so you you can't just bank on them casually walking into scene right you know like hat in hand like hey and then you stab them yeah. so so it, it it's it's a, a it's a very cool thing visually, but it's entirely, rightfully so, in service of that mechanic, because otherwise it would become too repetitive. Absolutely. And and just now that we're talking about it, I'm thinking about it, like, so it's, there is a degree of peekaboo physics, which is fine, it, it, it works, <laughs> but so the enemies are constantly coming off from beside the screen. So what does the battlefield actually look like from the turtles who can see down the battlefield right because they can see down hall yeah Yeah, exactly so it's just wave (laughs) after wave of foot soldiers i mean probably the reason why they don't do that for the players because if they like that'd be disheartening more importantly it's like so wave after wave is coming at you and you're beating them down but then sometimes coming from what would be behind you so they're constantly also like filing in behind you as well so kind of yeah i i would i mean some of the level design wouldn't support this description too well like when you're in the like halfway constructed building Mm. but I can imagine, like, if you look down, if you could look down the hall, like, if you could see a first-person view, it's not wave after wave in, like, an orderly line, because <laughs> some of them are, like, coming around hallways or mm, appearing weirdly yeah. out of the floor, so... As you th- do. Yeah, so they're not staring down just this endless parade of, <laughs> of purple foot soldiers. Like, they're they're coming in from, like, side corridors and dropping in from the ceiling and whatever, and, and that would... I think, actually, there's a scene in the first movie where they're like at the warehouse where they fight and you see the like the wave of foot soldiers rush at them mm-hmm. and and I th- I think it's supposed to con- in the game it's supposed to convey that feeling of like the clan the foot like right. they are they are legion yeah. right there are four of you and you are incredibly powerful ninjas but there are lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of these bizarre cult right. acolytes yeah it, which I think if I remember correctly from the movies are just teenagers uh well in the movies they were definitely people oh yeah no they were absolutely people but if i remember correctly from the movies basically you know it shows just a bunch of kids hanging out and like doing drugs because obviously drugs you know bad. but like drugs lead to gang violence yeah so but i remember seeing a presentation where the person was like you know it gets really weird really fast because you know like it's just like a bunch of kids you know hanging out doing kid stuff like (laughs) kind of gang kid stuff and then a giant man clad in armor starts yelling about mutant turtles and having to kill them and it's just like man i just wanted some weed yeah so i'm, I'm gonna go because yeah, I'm, I'm not here for any of this yeah this is <laughs> this is all the hot mess <laughs> well so in the the movie they're definitely people which is why they handle the way they're dispatched very differently <laughs> dispatched <laughs> and in the cartoon they were absolutely robots mm-hmm. because uh, it's shredder and krang in yes. the technodrome and they which is from Dimension X, I think? Yes, it's either X or Z. Krang is not of our reality. Correct. Right, so um, they make all these mechanical ninjas because if you had that level of sophisticated robotics, why not make something completely humanoid with all the drawbacks that entails? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then, uh, so then when they're defeated in the show, especially because when you consider most of them have some kind of piercing or like bludgeoning or they all have piercing or bludgeoning weapons. Like they can't just be beating teenagers to death all the time. (laughs) So, so they, you know, can stab a robot, the robot explodes. And in the game, you and I were debating 
because I said you can see their hands, and right. their hands sure look like their flesh, like white, uh, you know, white white person flesh color hands. And yet, when they die, they explode. Yes. So, are they robots made to look humanoid, or are they humans that explode? So, I honestly, I would say that they are robots made to look humanoid. But I really like the idea that basically, because you know, you you knock them around a little bit, then they fall down. And then they explode. So the idea of like Shredder and his people being, you know, like, you know, you know dead men tell no tales. And so the minute that you go down, if you stay down for too long, so they think you might be unconscious or hurt, that they have like strapped to you a destruct button. Yeah, it's a cyanide capsule, yeah. but way more visually spectacular. Yes. Although <laughs> the, the other reason why I would think that it's like a a robot is because you know like you could have like several small bombs so it like explodes into like very very small pieces and not to get too visceral <laughs> but if a person explodes there's it's it's messier there's mass yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot more uh there's a lot more left <laughs> well and so i mean in I don't want to think that as the hero, I'm just murdering wave after wave of like misguided youth. Oh, you're not the hero in this, but we can get to that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'd prefer to think of them as robots because, you know, wave after wave of misguided youth is not what heroes do. No. <laughs> so, but on the other hand, like from a video gamey perspective, it is not uncommon for games that have animals and monsters and, and people that when they die, they poof, like a little, right. little like poof animation. So the fact that they explode when they die does not to me automatically sell right. these robots because yeah. that's a normal video gaming thing to do. And I, I kind of wonder if there's anywhere in the game where there's a strong signal, you are killing wave after wave of misguided youth or no, these are definitely robots. Because I, I think this universe is based entirely as an extension of the cartoon universe in which that. they are robots. So right. I'd, ar I'd argue they're robots. I, I would too. And especially I, the, the reason why this is definitely an extension of the, the cartoon is because the default palette swap, as we said before, was to cartoon. The, to the comic, yeah. Yeah, it was like cartoon, and then you could swap it to the comic, if I remember correctly. Yes, so. yeah. So yeah, so it's like, so the default, I think it actually says cartoon. So yeah, they're definitely keying off of the cartoon, at least in that capacity. Yeah, and I mean, April O'Neil is the the weirdly yellow jumpsuited reporter shredder looks exactly the way he does in the cartoon i don't you know i don't think krang was part of the comic or at least not wouldn't till later me. wouldn't surprise me if he wasn't he's Krang, not, krang's he, weird he's not in the movies no he's definitely not in the movies because you know i mean i think at some point they were like we need to render an entirely new dimension it's like we're not gonna do that no so no krang no krang got it yeah and, and i do love and, and this is the last thing i want to mention about visuals uh to, to make sure we talked about is i like when video games kind of wear on their sleeve, like we wanted to do something fun in the game. So we came up with a reason to allow us to do that. Don't think about it too hard. What about the <laughs> universe where Hitler cured cancer? Answers. <laughs> don't think about it, Morty. <laughs> right. So, uh, they have this time travel mechanic exclusively. So they have a reason to shove you into different themed levels. Yes. There's like the old West level where you're on the train and there's 25 billion BC, which we still don't quite understand. And no, and then there's the, future yeah which is 2020 and then the distant future which is 2100 right but but i i like that at the end of each level when you beat because you you go through like the first three or four levels in in present day in 1992 and then you you beat krang and then shredder time warps you as his means by which to defeat you which is whatever we'll talk about that in mechanics i guess but yeah that was but like weird. he he time warps you and then at the end of you know the the prehistoric level you get time warp to the next place and at the end of the so i'm trying to decide are you 
freeing yourself from that time by beating the boss or is Shredder sending you to another time to try and kill you there? I, I would think that it's, well, neither makes any sense, but <laughs> um, so like the, I, okay, no, no, wait, I can, I can rationalize this. Okay. So I was going to say like Shredder keeps sending you to other times to try to kill you, but I mean, that's how I interpret, that's how it reads to me, which is, is fine. And, and that would be very comic booky, but at the same point in time, it's like just by sheer virtue of you being in 25 billion BC, then you die there. Like, yeah, I mean, just leave just, there. Yeah, just leave you there. Like, 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 live to be. It's like uh, Glados says, you know, like, um, like the uh, go, 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 go ahead and live your life, you know, because it's finite. So I've won because you'll eventually die. So yeah, that that whole thing is like just leave them in twenty, leave them in the eighteen hundreds, leave them anywhere that's not nineteen ninety two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, but no. Well, it, and and there's actually proof that that would have been a viable solution because the last. The second to last level is 2020. Mm. The last level, as far as we know, because we actually didn't finish, the yeah. the second or the last level is 2100. So that's like a future in which Shredder and Krang have taken over, and and you kind of see the effects of that in the level design, like a little tiny bit. Yeah. So so yes, that would have been a completely viable solution. Yeah. Is like bamf them back in time. Even if you could just do the bare minimum, like if say they were going to live into their 30s or their 40s, right? Just Bamf them back 40 years before Shredder's born. Yeah. And, and now you're pretty much, because they're not going to go kill Shredder's innocent parents. Yeah. I mean, depending <laughs> on how time travel actually works in this, assuming that you just travel through time and not through space. Right. Right. You could literally bamf them five minutes into the future, put an acid vat underneath <laughs> where they're going to bamf back, and then just let that happen. You know, I mean, like, it's time travel. Like, it, it, yeah. it, there's a lot of fun, weird stuff that you can do. So, what I'm going to, my, my final answer is going to be, um, by beating the boss, you're stealing their time travel device off of them, which allows you to travel into time, but you don't really know how to use it, which is why you're bamfing around through time. Yeah, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> because, <it>. <laughs> because and I'm here's why. Because not only does Shredder send you around time, but he sends you like with like friends. So so like <laughs> every level still has foot soldiers in it. Right. And and like the pirate themed level. Which is I like the pirate theme level. Yeah, but level. the the pirate theme level has pirate themed bebop and rocksteady in it. So he obviously sent them with you. They're not freaking Highlanders. Like right. <laughs> they weren't they weren't there waiting for you. And and uh, speaking of just because this is kind of visuals and I just got a huge kick out of it, mostly because you drew my attention to it, which is uh, in the pirate level, the enormous <laughs> <laughs> cannonballs. So like they basically they they there is the ball mechanic which shows up in a bunch of different levels where basically if the ball lands on you it, it squishes you. you get squished, yeah. yeah. And the first Car time, cartoony big eyes the whole thing. Yeah. So the first time you see that there's it's like a big like wrecking ball which is still comically large but kind of makes sense. Yeah, you're but in it, a construction zone. Yeah, yeah. It, it holds up. So then um but then yeah when you you're on the pirate level the same size ball which is easily half again your height in diameter right so probably 10 feet in diameter is being fired from a cannon off of another ship so i think you said you're like how big is this ship and i was like it is much further away yeah. than it appears yeah yeah it would have to be just absolutely massive and i mean even the cannon on the ship looks ridiculously large like the, yeah. the whole thing <laughs> just like oh i get it you wanted to reuse the the ball mechanic of like and again, that's good level design, right? Yeah. Because the level interacts with me in addition to in, the level interacts with me in a threatening way, in addition to the enemies that I have to stab to death and they explode. Um, and that's cool, but you know, 
this is big. Yeah. <laughs> this is a big cannonball yeah. coming off big, <laughs> big ship. Yeah, I mean, it, it was more like a, a, a ship, a cannon with a ship attached than, you know, <laughs> like, like, oh my God, look at look at that guy. They're, they're, they're like giant claws with lobsters attached, as Zoidberg would say, you know, but... <laughs> But yeah, overall though, I mean to put you know my capstone on uh, on visuals, did did they hold up? Yeah, no, I mean I, I at no point was I you know concerned about like where I was. I knew who I was fighting. I when like even when they do come from the center of the screen, the visuals telegraph that. So like when the foot soldiers like appear T one thousand style out of the ground, they they appear out of the ground. There's like at least a solid half second to a second of them forming. Yeah, you get your reaction time. Yeah, so that way, you, you know, it's not like all of a sudden like, oh, they appeared and you're dead. And then even with Super Cannon, you know, like it, it has the the shadow. So like you yeah. see- Well, and you see the firing animation. Exactly. So you see fire in the background draws your attention and then you see a shadow and you're like, oh, bet you that's going to try to kill me. Yeah, that, that's where it's going to hit, I bet. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it, it, the, the visuals were both visually appealing and I thought serviced gameplay very well. Yeah, I, I agree. And I'll, I can actually do you one better on, on everything because that's just how I am. No, I, Good call. Yeah, I can. Uh, <laughs> I will go so far as to say the visuals are better than I remembered them. Because I, re I remember this game being really beautiful in the arcade and being really beautiful on Super Nintendo. And obviously, we played played it on the Super Nintendo. And, and I kind of, like, fired it up. And I was like, oh, the, the opening, like, that's cute. It, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And there's a little animation. They do some Mode 7 stuff where they, like, fly into the camera. And then the level actually starts. And I was like, oh, this is beautiful. <laughs> like, I, would, I would print this out and put this on the wall. Like, the, the it's really good pixel art. And I think part of the reason it holds up so well is because they're going for a super cartoony feel. Yeah. And, and that thing, you know, solid green for their, their skin, solid color for the masks, like that, that's going to age well forever. Yeah. They're not trying to make them look realistic because they're mutant turtles. Like they, they yeah. look the way they look. So like that, that kind of art holds up really well. And it actually held up even better than it did in my memory. No, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I would say that for me, like I kind of remembered it semi accurately, like, it, but it definitely held up. And just one other thing that I just thought of, you know, there are never any green foot soldiers. Yeah, because then that would That'd be confusing. It would be very confusing. Yeah, so I mean, like, so all the foot soldiers, like, you know, they never, there's never a green enemy, you know. Right. So the green thing is always you. Everything else is trying to kill you. In yeah. fact, uh, the even the the mutant turtle that you fight in BC twenty five billion. Yep, is he's like a gray. I mean, he yeah. he's a very muddy green, but also he looks only like you in barely in kind. Right. He's spiky. Yeah. He's, he's hunched. His posture is different. He's got, um, I think he has two weapons, which I think it's like Wolverine claws. Something. Yeah. But, but I mean, and then Mecha Turtle obviously looks nothing like you. Yeah. Like he just has your basic outline. Right. So yeah. So you never are like, is that green thing me or is that green thing gonna kill me? Right. Exactly. So yeah, visuals definitely held up. Sound. Sound, uh, I, I'm unfortunately going to have to play one of your cards here because uh, this game had music. Oh, yeah. But it, it's a beat-em-up. Right. So there's almost never silence. Yeah. <laughs> you, you never really, like, stop to smell the roses <laughs> or listen to the roses, I guess. Yeah, no, I thought that the, um, as far as the music goes, I thought it it was fine. Like, it's all very kind of up-tempo, you know? So it's, it's yeah, very, very action-y. Yeah, and especially the the boss music is consistent so yes so you always know when a boss battle is about to start because it does the lead in right so you know like you can always tell like you said like you know you're playing 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 and it's like and now there's going to be a boss brace up so you know like they have the visual of like they've got a health bar and all this sort of stuff and a name as opposed to nameless foot soldier n whose <laughs> you know wife is setting his place at the dinner table no no the no? robots 
they're not given human emotions or families. <laughs> why would you do that? Why, why on earth would Shredder be like, wait, we can't just produce an army of mindless zombie <laughs> foot soldier robots. We, they need backstories and families and names. Because then they have something to fight for. You're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're bad. You should feel bad. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is why uh, I think at one point a friend of mine said, you know, like, oh, you should run for political office. I was like, I am uniquely unqualified for that. <laughs> Have you heard some of the stuff that I say? <laughs> yeah, because you can't say, you know, like, like, oh, yeah, well, we're going to make robots, but we got to give them feelings. So that way they fight harder. And it's like, Ugh. anyways, um, so sound. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I thought that the, the music telegraphed pretty well. Um, <laughs> I did get a huge kick out of it, where I feel like the, the sound to me kind of fell flat was in the... Um, the, like the uncanny valley of human voices. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's just kind of like turtle power. And you're like, no one ever has sounded like that in the history of mankind. Yeah. And and it's not that the lines are, I mean, the lines are delivered in a very cartoony sort of, you know, B rate voice acting, but I mean, it's, it's supposed to be, it's, right. it's a kid's game for, from a kid's cartoon based on a very violent comic book. <laughs> um, but but yeah, the you know turtle power, pizza time, and you know yeah. shell shock, like how a bunga. Oh god, they're all yeah, they're delivered the way they're delivered. That's fine, but yeah. but it all all sounds like this, and it's just really really and very Super Nintendo arcade era, like early nineties. Yeah, and I'm sure at the time they were like, we can put human speech, and it was like mind, the, yeah, just blown. Yeah. yeah, but uh, fortunately for people who actually walk around in the world. Uh, the human voice is is quite a bit broader in its tonal range and color <laughs> than they were able to to do it on the hardware of that era. I don't think that the arcade version would have sounded dis, like distinctly better. Right. Maybe if they were side by side, you'd say like, "Oh yeah, the arcade one sounds better." But but I'll bet it was still pretty uncanny valley. Oh yeah, no, that that I would say that didn't hold up. But then to to give some credit back to the game developers, it's not used very often, you know. So I feel like they probably knew as well they're like this sounds like garbage and then like a, an exact basically they're like they if they do not say cowabunga then <laughs> this is not a ninja turtles game and everybody's fired yeah you you get some cowabunga i don't care how you do yeah, it i just i need that cowabunga in there so like they put in like cowabunga and shell shock which is kind of hilariously insensitive now you know because like you're not yeah it's it's one of those like it's it's cute in um like it's cute in hindsight. It's like, oh, it was a different time. Yeah. <laughs> when people still didn't realize how horrible what that was casually referring to yeah. was. <laughs> or or they were in denial about it, I guess is probably the better way to put yeah. it. But still, yeah, yeah. So and, and I mean I remember like saying like, oh man, I'm shell shocked, you know, and like like just like they did in this the, the show or the game, you know, because I I own this game played a lot, you know. And now if I I know that my parents didn't really care, but like if, if my son walked up to me and said like, I'm shell shocked to be like, what happened? <laughs> like, oh my God, first of all, we're, like, who told you that word? And secondly, what happened to the point where you were now suffering from PTSD? Yeah, where have you been and what have you been doing? <laughs> but other, other than that, like the, the beat em uppy noises are, are pretty good. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of, you know, bam, whiff, pow kind of noises. And and it's, again, it's cartoony, but like it, it fits the, the atmosphere and yeah. it's within the realm of, noises the super nintendo could generate so yeah. everything feels a, a bit more forgivable i guess like you can suspend dis disbelief easier than you can with the weird you know <laughs> yeah absolutely i think that um like i said for me the, the the sounds were innocuous i don't think that realistically they ever serviced gameplay but i would also say that they did not detract from it like one of the other things that i noticed is that like you said they hit sounds they that you know like yeah you're hitting 
but when you hit somebody with your swords, it makes the same sound as when you hit somebody with a staff. Yes, there's just a generic hit yeah, noise. Yeah, like you, you have done done hit somebody. You know? and, but to be fair, there's also, uh, it did service it a little bit, um, there's also the blocking noise. Yeah, so you can, yeah, because there's the one foot soldier that can block. Right, and they're, I think, like, at one of the bosses, I think we're... Yeah, a couple of the bosses have defense mechanisms, but there's right. only, I think there's only one regular enemy that, right. that, like, holds up his arm and somehow you don't stab them in the stomach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and And on top of that, like, having two, in our case, two separate turtles... One of them with swords, the other one with a staff, just <laughs> wailing on you, <laughs> like just indiscriminately. It's just like, oh well, you know. It, it, at no point did the other turtle say, "Hey, hey, maybe not his arm." Like I can swing at his arm, and then you stab him. Like, what, what was it? You know, I like just, you know, it, he's gonna have trouble picking up that spare. You know, just like right up the <laughs> middle. You know, but well, and and what what kind of armor is on that one? I think it's his right arm. Like, or the it's the outside arm. I'm sure if the sprite is the other way, yeah. it's it's the outside arm, but. What what is on his arm that stops Leonardo's ninja does from having any effect? <laughs> yeah, it's it's got to be it's got to be vibranium stuff that ca- yeah, yeah, yep. yeah 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 something half shield made of yeah final answer. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. It'd be cool then if you hit him and it went like and like knocked everything back. <laughs> yeah, I mean if he can stop Thor's hammer, but uh, so and then um, this kind of goes in the gameplay a little bit. Um, but uh, the the thing that I just got to kick out that we we touched on briefly so initially you're fighting you know unarmed like foot 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 land yeah, right randos yeah yeah and then like you know they slowly start to introduce you know more variation differences and you know like yeah. weapons bombs block, exactly. blocky guy yeah and they, and they do it i think in like a good a good pacing you know like so at no point and, and a good distribution yeah so uh, no no real notes on that for ga- a game play, a gameplay perspective it, it's very good that being said from a like greater philosophical standpoint it's like why haven't you armed all of them like why doesn't everybody have the indestructible vibranium you know like arm shields and and so we, we kind of talk, <laughs> talked about this briefly is my my answer to that is it's like well they don't have the money like they don't have the resources to yeah. do that you know we can build an endless army of robots but we're not made of money yeah i mean come on like we only have so many cart so the bombs are just cartoon bombs like the straight up yeah perfect black circle with yeah. a fuse they might as well just say bomb across it you know yeah yeah I, I don't know i'm not i'm not a demolitions expert that being said i don't think i have ever seen in real life a bomb that looks like that um, well i mean some weirdo has probably made one but right but that's life imitating art uh mm, so i'm not a, a histologist but I I could believe, given research that we'll do right after the show's done, absolutely, um, that the some maybe some of the first Western explosives mm. were hollowed out cannonballs. That would, which are little black ball or black spheres, right? Right, that you fill with gunpowder and then you have a long fuse coming out of it. So I could actually believe that there's historical precedent for that. That being said between the time in history that those would have been common and when like Looney Tunes came around. Right. I mean, what you would expect to see far more like sticks of dynamite, which was a far more modern thing, which they use. Yeah. Right. It's not like they didn't ever do that in Looney Tunes and turtles and stuff, but why, why the perfectly round cartoon bombs? It just, I mean, like (laughs) at this point it's like a cultural thing where it's just kind of like, if you want this character to have a bomb and you want to telegraph the fact that it's a bomb, it's always the perfect black circle with the, you know, like little, little top. And then, if you, I mean, dude, but bombs are basically that. Yeah, they're exactly that. Yeah. So, <laughs> feet. 
Yeah. And and we we forgot to mention that the the so the one there are two power ups in the game exclusively. Yes. The, there's the pizza, right. which looks like a pizza box and says pizza across it, and, and says pizza. But then there's a uh like a, a temporarily kill anything that gets near you power up. Yeah. Which looks like a pizza box with the cartoon bomb on it. <laughs> so yep. I I would argue that that's not necessarily the best way they could have done that, right? Like. Maybe instead of a pizza box, it could have been like a gold pizza box or something like because my only other experience in the game world with bombs are that they kill me. Yeah. So I have every reason to believe that this is like the purple mushroom in Mario. Like it's a, right. it's a trapped pizza box. Yeah. So there, there's kind of conflicting messages being sent there. Yeah, no, I, I agree that I think that that was lacking a little bit. I mean, that being said, you know, if you never picked one of those up, it wouldn't like break the game. You know, you just no. You, yeah, you could just skip it. Yeah. And actually, too, because of the, the chaos of the game itself, I'd say that you're unlikely to be able to avoid touching it like altogether you know oh, eventually you'd trip over one yeah, and be and like then, oh this is good yeah exactly but could it could it have been telegraphed better absolutely yeah that, that's some one of the places where i definitely think it fell down a little bit and also too and you know just to continue talking about gameplay um they those were few and far between and in my opinion didn't really last long enough no yeah because like you because first of all most of the time when you come across it it's so first of all, you could just run into it, like as you screen transition. If you're just if you just happen to be in line with it, yeah. If you're leading, like pushing against the edge of the screen, right. You could just walk into it, and then since normally when you're screen transitioning, there are no bad guys, you could just waste the whole thing. Yep. And so then I, I remember two or three times I was like, "Oh my gosh, the bomb box!" And like you pick it up and you kill like one person, and then the next squad comes in and it's already gone. It's yeah. like. Eh, you know, I mean, again, it's it's few and far between, and I guess they wanted to have some kind of a power-up mechanic, but honestly, I could have just done without that, because yeah. it it was so ineffective, you know? Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say, like, well, once you enter the screen where it is, leave it until there's a bunch of guys, and then try and get over there and grab it, but because of how easy it is to just walk over it by mistake, right? you know, it's just like, well... And and there there's that's it, right? I mean, there's no other power-ups. Right. There's no other anything you have no way as far as i know to collect lives or continues maybe through points you yeah you can i i got an extra life at one point because of points from murdering dudes yeah from from killing robots with families and backstories whoa dude who said they had families you're a monster i know so (laughs) so okay so there's there's that but that's built into normal gameplay like you you you're you don't even have to be aware that that's happening. No, all you would do is just be like, oh, hey, I thought I died a few times, but I've got extra lives, so whatever, you know? Um, and that does lead us to uh, the the continue mechanic, which, so originally, like, <laughs> like when we were first playing this, I was, I was, like, really playing conservatively. You know, if I started to get low on life, I'd, like, let you take point until, like, a pizza showed up. And then when it said, like, continue, like, after I lost all my lives, I was like, oh, burn it all down and i started playing it real fast and loose right up until the very end where it said haha super psych no more continues and i was like oh that's the thing that can happen yeah and it's unless we had looked at the options which we didn't because we're idiots yep there's, <laughs> it's, it's not communicated to you how many continues you have remaining right which seems lazy yeah. because it is very clearly communicated to you how much life you currently have how much damage you're taking when you get hit and how many lives you have remaining right so the fact that this one really valuable piece of knowledge is withheld from you is entirely because this is a port from the arcade and they're yeah and they never had to display that information because you had infinite lives you had as many lives as you had quarters right and so since they just ported it directly and and again so so that's just a lazy porting porting mistake yeah so basically they just you know to to you 
use the <laughs> my my go-to line for this is they could have either flushed that out. There's that big old pile of cocaine, and mm. cocaine's not going to do itself. <laughs> it's good to have hobbies. <laughs> so yeah, I guess like that's it's forgivable, but yeah. it is annoying because. As you said, like, once you realized you had continues, because it, we know this used to be an arcade game. Right. And once you realized you had continues, you it changed your play style. Yes. Which then ultimately impacted our ability to beat the game. Right. Because you, you ran out of continues when I was on my last continue, but had one more life than you. Right. So then I was facing off against Super Shredder alone. Yes. <laughs> it's like, come back. You're the only one I can talk to. And it's yeah. like, no, no, yeah. I'm dead. Yeah. And then just got, and, and, and I felt like the, the bosses had a fairly Mega Man esque pattern. Like mm-hmm. you could watch their pattern. Yeah. Super Shredder felt a little bit more like he was responding to player actions mm. and he felt way more like he was responding to player actions. Once you were gone, <laughs> because now he doesn't have anything else to focus on. Cause all the other bosses, you could argue like, Oh, well they do. If you do a, they do B. But if but, there's but, four of you, right. But they're getting multiple inputs because right. like, am I the closest? And then I jumped away and now you're the closest. And that interrupts the series of things they were going to do. And now they have to change this other thing. So it makes it feel a little bit more believable and chaotic, even though what they're doing is probably fairly simplistic. Right. But yeah, because the, the minute you were gone and Shredder was like, you, yeah, coming for you. <laughs> I, was, I was just like, oh, because we had been doing okay yeah. up until you died and, and ran out of continues. And then once you were gone, he just laid me out in, <laughs> in like like seconds flat. Yeah, no, I, I remember just like, you know, basically being like, oh, I'm out of continues. Okay. And I just kind of put the controller down, stretched out, you know, like gave, gave myself a good stretch. And it, in my mind, it was a little bit longer than this, but in my mind, like right when I was done stretching and looked back at the screen, like he had, he had lit you up. Yeah, what, it wasn't much longer. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, Super Shredder, I thought, because I remember fighting him, but I, I liked... He, he's in, he's obviously very intense and i do like the fact that you know they they do give you the option to give yourself more lives you know so like we said yeah. which if we had you know done our homework which <laughs> we totally always do on the show always um you know we start off with three rests um <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah because you can't can't say death um but, it, but it's not are you are you resting is it three restorations is it I, three times you can be restored? What is that short for? Or, I, or is it short for? I, I personally think it's resting just to deal with your shell shock. It, yeah, but, <laughs> but but I feel like we've played other arcade ports that also use the word rest where you definitely, definitely die. die. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's just like the, the, the gaming world needed something other than lives or death. Right. They're like rests. It, hey, cocaine, go home. Ship you it. Know. Ship it. Yep. <laughs> Incentivize that employee. Um <laughs> But yeah, so uh, so you know, there, there's enough lives in the game's easy enough that I feel that you know, Shredder could have been beaten. But Shredder is by far and away much more difficult than any other boss in the game. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, just like his variation, because like most of the other bosses, like they move towards you and then they attack, and they normally have like one or two like special attacks that they can do. So what you see him, like you said, like Mega Man, you can play against it. Shredder's got like four or five different things that that guy throws out as he is totally super super saiyaning all over the place. Yeah, I mean, he can fly. He kind of hovers, so you have to line up with him differently, and he can like 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 rawr and power up and like just blow you away so yeah. that doesn't telegraph very well because he doesn't move very much like the animation is not very dramatic yeah. but but uh, you know i mean any other arcade port we've played uh at some point we always end up saying like 
Yeah, but this is the part where they wanted your money. Yes. Like, because you know you're at the last boss. They tell you, like, it's the final showdown or whatever. So, like, you the know. final countdown. Do, 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 do. So, you know you're at the last boss. So, you are heavily incentivized to be like, well, I wasn't going to put another $1.50 into this. But, 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 I, but, I, but I have another $1.50 and, and I kind of want to beat it, right? Whereas if that happens on, like, um, if boss number one is completely unbeatable, right. then you're probably not going to just keep pouring that old silver goodness in there. Yeah, your your silver doubloons with with Washington. Uh, yeah, no, I and 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 I agree. And so yeah, you know that's fine. And then also too, because like we said that they don't telegraph how many continues that you have. Like when I started to fight Shredder, my absolute mentality was just throw all of the dead bodies at him you know like i wasn't really trying to be clever or anything like that i was like i'm just gonna keep swinging on him and keep getting hit and getting hurt because i'm just gonna come back to life which i think again speaks a little bit to the fact that you're the villain you know and this is this this game is not the only one that does this most games do but you know like i saw a video of it that i think this game plays into very well which is basically like so from the foot soldiers perspective right you know you're just cutting down droves of these robots that have you know families monster Uh, yeah (laughs) um and so then like eventually one foot soldier stands above the rest lays you out you fall down you know dead basically right and then you jump right back up and start continue to murder them. And you do that seemingly infinitely, you know? So like, yeah, I mean, from their point of view, you are a horror movie monster yeah. who oh, cannot be stopped. Yeah. No, you're totally <laughs> Jason. Like, <laughs> yeah, and, and again, you could make the argument that, I mean, you're coming after them, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're well, absolutely you're, you're coming after them because they have started assaulting the city. Oh, did they? I, I was kind of, I kind of zoned out a little I, bit I, during the I, intro. Yeah, I think the the premise of the story is they are attacking the they're attacking New York in the middle of the night, and so you go to engage them, and then you go through the the first couple levels, and then you get to Krang, and you fight the first time you fight Krang, and then Shredder's all like. I can control time for reasons yeah. I don't bother to explain. <laughs> and then he then he starts bamfing you around in time. So so there was some evil plot that you are showing up to foil. It's mm. not you don't just kick in the door to their clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> like your reign of terror is over, innocent robots. And like to just sit there drinking tea, you know? Like I wait. What? Who are you? <laughs> what are you doing here? Yeah. No, and and so and again, I just always get a huge kick out of this just as a a mind game. But like you know, in old cartoons like this and, and comics, things like that, like just Shredder, Shredder equals bad guy. And, you know, a lot of times, like the thing that they're doing is like way over the top villainous. But yeah, like like you say, it's kind of like nondescript attack. So, you know, you wonder if it's like their evil plan is to provide health care for all of New York or just something. <laughs> but, you know, you're just like like Shredder who, or sorry, not Shredder. Um, Krang? No, uh, the, the, the rat. Splinter. Oh, Splinter. Splinter, who is totally running a cult, by the way. Um, well, it's, it's cult versus cult. It's the, yeah. it's the Foot Clan versus it's the gang wars. versus the sewer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so so basically, you you were just having this horrifying gang feud throughout the streets of New York. Yeah, fantastic. Tons of innocent people caught in the crossfire. Yep. Yep. Yeah, all of that holds Be- up because you do ha- have to wonder, like. Like in Star Wars, when the Empire takes over, they don't start marching around executing people. No. I mean, they they kill a bunch of people, yeah. but but it's not the Great Purge. They, right. are, they are not there to end the galaxy. They're there to rule the galaxy, and you need people to rule to do that. Right. 
so I do always wonder, and it's probably not awesome that I am attempting so hard to empathize with the, <laughs> the cartoon villains, but I do kind of wonder, like, is is whatever their objective is necessarily evil, or is it just that they're trying to? Is it the sheer fact that they're trying to force their will, or that the thing they're trying to enforce on us would be objectively bad? Because right. If they're like, we're going to take over and make education and healthcare a priority for everyone, regardless of their background or race or creed. No matter how many legs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, it, it's like, well, there's still a, a very easy discussion to be had about like, yeah, but they're trying to, they're trying to take over un right. undemocratically, even if they're trying to bear gifts, like you will take these gifts. No, you have to be like the democratically elected president shredder. <laughs> trying to overthrow the democratically elected alderman. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so I do always kind of wonder like he's trying to take over and do what? What? Yeah. Is like it just what is his goal? Cause I think Krang, like once Krang got introduced, I think Krang's thing is his, uh, technodrome, his mm -hmm. tank basically yeah. that he lives in, um, like draws power from other dimensions. Yeah. So he's trying to come into our dimension from dimension X to burn it to the ground to right. like, to like fuel his war machine. I don't think that's what Shredder's after. No, I, I definitely don't. And I'm, I'm really struggling to remember what Krang's cause I, I don't, I'm not sure. I can't remember if his motivation was to come into our house and burn it to the ground or simply get and stay out of like because dimension x or and or whatever it was is if i remember correctly like really awful yeah you know? i mean it's it's uh uh it's it's the prison dimension from superman like it, it's yeah. it's hell yeah oh man i'm wondering what the prison dimension was called in superman but anyways um <laughs> something zone phantom zone yes the phantom zone <laughs> yep yep that's her yep um, anyway, so, so yeah, so I, I can't even remember if like his main shtick was just like, I just don't want to be in hell anymore. <laughs> and they're like, no, you go back to hell where you belong. And I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't remember. And I think that that in and of itself just speaks to both the simplicity of this game and the simplicity of the cartoon and narrative in general. It's just Shredder bad, Krang bad, Turtles good. It, <laughs> and actually, so wait, wait, we are in the cult because Turtles good well, okay, so we, we have to give points to the game designers here because <laughs> because there is absolutely a very brief opening cinematic mm -hmm. that we, mm -hmm. we A-buttoned through so hard. Oh, yeah. No, burn, <laughs> burn it all down. Didn't care. Yeah. It, those foot soldiers aren't going to kill themselves. So so the game makes an attempt to tell us yeah. what Shredder's motivation is and like what's happening, I think. Yeah. But, but we don't know because we plugged our ears and closed our eyes and sang loudly that was like, we're yeah. coming to kill you, robots. Like, <laughs> so... So, like, you know, he could have been singing or he could have been, like, on TV saying, like, I'm here to give you free health care. <laughs> like, and we're just like, nope, 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 nope. nope. Our cult's cultier than your cult. Yeah. Our, our, our gang's the best gang and uh, time for us to just kill droves and droves of foot soldiers. Yeah. So, I, you know, I do think that, um, like I said, as, as we've gotten older and with a lot of the games we played, it's you you are the protagonist generally you know but especially with modern gaming and modern experiences they play with like roles and narratives and all this sort of stuff so it's it's interesting to try to like be like am, wait am i the good guy and then <laughs> another thing that you kind of touched on is so whatever their motivation is even if it is like we're coming in to rule the place and the turtles are like no um you know they're doing a not insubstantial amount of damage to the city of new york in the process of stopping this person yes so then the question is like is whatever he's trying to do 
worth the collateral damage. Yeah, you're not fighting in a field way yeah. outside of North City. Like this is <laughs> this is in downtown New York for the first several levels, like in Manhattan where they live, and then you bamf out to other times and whatever. Speaking of that, um, I couldn't quite count all of the zeros fast enough, but somewhere between 2.5 and 25 billion BC. I'm just going with 25 yeah, billion. Yeah, B- I mean, bigger number, funnier number. <laughs> yeah, bigger, bigger number, best number, which is. Because if it was if it's twenty five billion years ago, the Earth wasn't around, you right. know. So so and well, God, that's the other answer is just ban you to when the Earth wasn't around yet, and you just die in space. Like yeah, I mean, he had all kinds of tools at his disposal, yeah. and he just doesn't really capitalize <laughs> on any of them. No, I mean, time travel is like the ultimate Trump. It, it, it would be it. it what's how they say it? it? Would be like a Trump card if the Trump card flipped the table over and <laughs> shot the other player. Yes. <laughs> Well, and, and and I I noticed that uh, mechanically speaking, this game had something not unique to this game, but unique to this playthrough because this is the first time uh, since we've been doing this that you and I actually got to play side by side. Right, which so, is nice. Yeah, it was. So, so I mean, it was okay. So, <laughs> I mean, I've had better. <laughs> Some of the the two player games we've played, like we both got to dabble in the two player experience a little bit, but like with other people and then and then we still came together so the fact that we played this exclusively two-player and literally side by side just the way you would like in an arcade or at your friend's house kind of it like it sharpened it in a weird way through that nostalgia lens because or it like flexed the lens to like sharpen the beam because i probably if if we were playing this separately i probably would not have aged so hard over the opening story right because i would have been sitting down to like play the game to take notes so that we could talk about it when we got together and instead like we were like cross-legged on the floor like right you know six inches from my television like (laughs) just like you would have back in the day yeah i mean the the only thing we were missing was like a two liter of mountain dew and like one of those big (laughs) big things of popcorn that you know like the tribe popcorn oh yeah 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 yeah. no (laughs) those are delicious um and yes no we we definitely like hard aid all over all that and and it was really enjoyable though, to just play it side by side at the same time because you know obviously we didn't want to talk about it too much because we wanted to talk about it on the podcast. But at the same point in time, like I think the getting some of our genuine off the cuff reactions was enjoyable to me because like I, the rock people, whatever they are, um, yeah, with the weird like condom helmets for no reason. Yeah, cause, what, cause what is the point of those helmets? The rock people. I know, right? <laughs> it's like like I mean, I'm sure the helmet's a little bit stronger than than your rock, and then so. But why not then also body armor? Yeah, why not the whole <laughs> shtick? And then. Like, I, so let's just argue that you did hit a rock person in the head hard enough to hurt them. Do they have like rock brains? The rock brains going to fall out? Like, yeah. Are they constructs? Can you crit on them? Yeah. And, <laughs> and if they are constructs, then why the helmet? Like, like that's not a, <laughs> yeah. you can't, there's no discernible anatomy. You can't crit on a book. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but no, it's like, I remember it's just like playing and you're like, rock man come out and we're like, all right, kill a rock man. And then like, rock man comes out with a bazooka and like, it's uh, like, oh my God. I think machine guns first then bazooka and then later rocket launchers but the rocket flies out like a few feet and then like explodes on the so it does like an aoe yeah so it's, and, which is like a not i mean yeah rocket launchers are aoe but they're not short range weapons no uh <laughs> like distinctly not and, and then no because that was the way it was is they had like machine guns something else and then like eye beams at one point that they like beat you with Oh yeah, yeah, straight up. Yeah. Like we, we we just went to a building and <laughs> pulled these out of the the floors and the walls. Yeah. Now I'm gonna hit you with it. <laughs> Which and, and it's funny that their progression is like machine gun, let's say bazooka next, weird like wrist mounted rocket launcher, then I beams. Yeah. You can, you can imagine them like at their planning meeting and they're like, listen, uh, 
bazookas are very expensive. Yeah. And you guys are just not delivering. And we're <laughs> not going to keep sending you out there yeah. with bazookas. Yeah. So you can either go out there with nothing or you can figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, like, and so, the, you know, they're in like the, the warehouse that their cult is in and, and they just look, the camera like pans and yeah. there's just all these eye beams <laughs> and like, Jim, I have an idea. <laughs> well, especially like like the idea that it like, pans and it just shows like the construction crew that's using the eye beams. So like they're on like a coffee break and they kind of like do the look over of like, you know, like, <laughs> all like, the eye beams are gone. Yeah, it's like whoa, what 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 the hell? Um, yeah. So basically, what <laughs> what happened was, you know, they they just basically said like like listen, we've been giving you you know all of this equipment for some time and we're just not seeing any results. So um, we're just going to take that equipment away and because that's that's what you do, right? Yep. 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 Sad. <laughs> de incentivize that employee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and to be fair, like, there are just scores and scores of, like, foot soldiers and rock men. And I feel like. Which, was... I mean, the, the unequipped foot soldiers make some sense because they're. They're ninjas. Yeah. Like, they're ninjas fighting the ninja turtles. So you can kind of get, like, well, they, they don't have enough swords for everybody. Yeah. Or or maybe these are, like, the low-level grunts who just joined the cult. Like, they were trying to buy weed just this morning, and now, <laughs> and now they have a purple mask on, and they fell in with a bad crowd. <laughs> Whereas, like, the, the silver guys with swords or the blue guys with swords or whatever, like, they're the... They, they've been in the cult for a while. Like, you know, Jim, you've been here for a while. Like, yep. you're allowed to have a sword now. Yeah, exactly. Well, they've got their blue belt, so they get a sword. Yeah, you got your blue face. So, well, and, and if I remember correctly, the blue ones didn't have swords. They had, like, some weird tuning fork. Like, I've never... Oh, yeah, the blue ones did have... Yeah, I don't know what that yeah, is. I don't know what that is either. So, I've never so, seen a weapon like that. So the only thing... And, I mean, I'm I'm wildly extrapolating from, <laughs> from circumstantial evidence. But the only thing I could imagine that as being, because it absolutely looks like a giant tuning fork. Yeah. It looks like a torso-sized tuning fork. Yes. You know what else it's about the size of? Size. So it looks like a blade-catching weapon that has no, no point of its own. Right. So you could imagine... In the feudal, like in feudal Japan, like you have this farming tool that yeah. has this big metal end on it and the, the monks and the ninjas and the samurai or whatever were like, well, I don't want to get stabbed to death <laughs> and I'd like to be able to stop people from stabbing me to death, but I don't want a weapon that's likely to cause a deadly injury, right? Right. Uh, this is not that these people are absolutely trying to kill you. Yes. And there's no reason that they should, especially when there's other people walking around with rocket launchers. Yeah. There's no reason that they should be using such a like subduing disarming weapon. Yeah. Like that, it, it makes sense for Raphael to have a disarming weapon because he's supposed to be a hero. He's a hero. You see, he's not like us. <laughs> and, and, uh, no, so, Maybe maybe they're like the conscientious objectors. Like they're like, I don't want to hurt turtles, man. Like, <laughs> you know, like what, 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 what are they really doing? You know, like let's, it's like fine. You get you get this weapon. And it's like I guess you know, but yeah, as if clubbing someone in the side of the head with a giant metal tuning fork wouldn't do serious damage. But it, it's it's just it's weird. Like they're the that's the one weapon that just is totally out yeah. of place in this fantasy universe of crazy turtles and, <laughs> and robots with backstories. Like somehow you still look at that and you're like, well that and, and the, the T 1000 enemies. Yes. So, so in that level where they literally all silver bodied colored the same way as the floor pop up. Okay. Possible theory. Okay. Go on. <laughs> so there's the part in the level in, in I think two or three different levels where they pop up seemingly out of the floor as if they materialized out of the floor like the Terminator. Um, is it possible that what we are seeing is more of like a Frodo under the elven cloak style? Like they had been laying on the floor cloaked and then they stand up hmm. and, and decloak 
because I mean, they definitely don't toss anything away. Like I am reaching super hard <laughs> because if they have this T1000 technology, again, why are they not all like that? And the ones that pop up, I think are a mix. Like some blue yeah. ones pop up, some purple ones pop up. So it's, it seems more likely that it's equipment than it is them, like a, a thing they're doing. So different theory is they are T1000ing out, out of the ground, right? <laughs> um, the the T1... The T1000 ones are more expensive to make than the not T1000 ones. So then why would you make a T1000 purple soldier? <laughs> like why even do that? Yeah, I mean, that that I'm not <laughs> sure. But also, too, if I remember correctly, they only T1000 out of the ground in the future. So, like, that's why up until that point we don't see mm. it. Because emergent I, technology. I believe you are correct. Yeah. yeah. In the distant year of 2020. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, apparently in three years. <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, oh, man, I, I mean... Yeah, you never know what can happen in three years, you know? Yeah, I mean it's a it's a long it's not that long. No, it's, it's not, not. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially to see like the the techno skies cityscape or whatever. But yeah, hover cars and well and there's a whole level where you're on like hoverboards. Yes. And it, and it's the god awful like mode seven F Zero style. It looks as though you are going up and away from the camera. Yep. And enemies like come flying at you and then immediately arrest their <laughs> yeah. momentum like to come in line with you and yeah. so it's just kind of like yeah that that would be the same as if it wouldn't it, it should throw you off of the, the hoverboard but if not then you've basically been hit by a car you know yeah because i mean you let's say you're going forward at 50 miles an hour right and they're coming towards you at even at any speed basically because then they are immediately whatever speed they're going they then immediately accelerate to 50 miles an hour in the direction you're going right they immediately match your speed so even if they're not moving at all like even if they're stationary right and you're catching up to them right which it's hard to tell from the visual that could be what's happening yeah maybe but then at that point you know like to suddenly because i mean the the change is instantaneous right yes. so so if <laughs> since force is a me measure of you know mass times acceleration right <laughs> and acceleration is a function of increased velocity over time right so if all of a sudden you go from you know 50 0 to 50 in like 0 0.001 seconds pretty sure that robot or not that would rip your legs off <laughs> so, so so let let's try and give benefit of the doubt to <laughs> to this i'm curious based on the way that visual looks is it possible that what's happening is they are moving just not as fast as you and the time that they enter combat is when your your speeds like cross on the graph so so they were going in the same direction you're going and then you catch up to them but as you're catching up to them they have now matched your speed and you are now traveling at the same speed together because the visual t does not read that way in the slightest. No, no. I mean, the visual is they, they are moving at some amount of speed. And then, like, they once they come in line with you, they are immediately moving your speed. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, the, the, the delta the delta speed. And, and they come change. into line with you very quickly. Yeah. So they were either coming toward you and then immediately re uh, reversing their direction, which would, like, liquefy you. Right. Or they were at a standstill. You are flying up to them very fast, and then they immediately match your speed, which would also liquefy you yeah and one other thing that i did just want to touch on um that i just thought was pretty funny and i think this was part of the original show but in the one where you're surfing in the sewers mm. you know um we're just like the, the bad guys i was like i'm pretty sure ridley scott's gonna sue somebody i mean those were basically straight up aliens aliens yeah just yellow yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so i'm like i'm like yeah. i don't know how if i remember correctly those were actual like ninja turtles bad guys I don't remember. I, don't, I, I, don't really I can neither confirm either. nor deny. Yeah, well, I, the only reason why I think that is because I don't ever remember at any point thinking, oh, that's weird, out of place, or new 
when I was playing it, you know? Yeah, and, and they, I don't really think they did that anywhere else in the game. Right, so, so yeah, so, again, just don't know how they got away with that, because they, that is not resembling, but legally distinct from, that is a palette swap on an alien. <laughs> Shorter. Eh. That's about it. Yeah. Short, Shorter, but the same long, uh, kind of tubular head yeah. thing. Same, um, was it H.R. Geiger or whatever? What? Geiger? What? The, the artist, Geiger? Sure. Yeah. You know, did, he, he did that art. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, him. That yeah. guy. And uh, apparently uh, used a, I, I'm not sure if this is true, but um, an actual human skull in uh, when he was making the aliens. <laughs> Gross. Yep. So, anyways. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's the one place where uh, eh, maybe by the time the game was coming out, they'd already been getting away with it in the cartoon for so long. Because this is an interesting thing about copyright law. You have to defend it. You have to defend it. So, yep. So if nobody went <laughs> after them... Or if they went after them and failed, which I doubt they cared, because it's not like you would actually confuse these two things. But if nobody went after them, by the time they were making the game, they're like, hmm, nope. we have implicit permission by them never bothering us about this before. We, we don't we don't have expressed written consent. We have implied verbal consent. Close yeah, enough. Yeah, no, that's one of the things I just, you know, always thought was fascinating when I was, I think, reading something. But basically, they're like, yeah, occasionally you see like these weird lawsuits about like, you're using our stuff and you should stop. And it's like, you're like, dude, who cares? Come on, like, be, be cool. It's a nonprofit or whatever. It's like, no, they probably don't want to be suing them either, but they have to legally defend it. Yeah. Which is. It's a weird, I kind of get it, but it also, it has a lot of unfortunate side effects. Yeah. That, that system. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a bad game mechanic because it incentivizes the wrong, like the idea behind it of, hey, look, if you don't, if you don't care to defend this, then it's free range. Like that in and of itself is fine. But then nobody said like, yeah, that's going to cause a bunch of frivolous lawsuits. We should word that better or something, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, or, or some other way to defend your property other than going to court over it. Something. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I forgot to ask you at the top of the show, um, what it, what is your, so kind of as a lead into like, did it hold up? Like, what is your your childhood nostalgia of this? Oh, this is totally me and one of my friends at the time, you know, just sitting down on, on my bed, just playing this for hours and hours and hours nice. you know yeah. yeah um i also remember it being way more difficult than right yes so I'm, I'm trying to decide because i had the exact same feeling and i'm trying to decide if it's because i'm thinking of the side-scrolling beat-em-up one that was on nintendo mm. where you start in a similar hallway to the one you start in in this game with the fire coming out of the apartment doors oh yeah because that game was super hard that way was. way harder than this oh yes and and and, and one other thing i i, I completely forgot about it um before we do to go into did it hold up was um one of the things that they do that makes this game in my opinion playable is your give on whether or not you're in the same plane as your enemy is way wider than the enemies give way more forgiving yes way more so like there is that there's like the enemy can swing at you and miss you and you can swing at the enemy and hit them which unlike other games that we've played <laughs> i think is absolutely now, now it's good that we have like a side by side because like, well, and, it's absolutely necessary well and i think it it makes even compared to this version of the game on or the the same kind of game on nintendo in the ninja turtles universe probably made by konami and the same kind of you know development team is giving that like if we have to side with someone, we're going to side with the player kind of mechanic yeah. is it makes it more empowering Yeah, because you know, we, we kept saying like you, you want to be the Ninja Turtles killing wave after wave of, of troubled teenagers. Like yeah. you don't want to be thinking like, man, this is, and you can ratchet up the difficulty. Yeah. Right. And, but 
but even on normal, it's very playable. It's very friendly. And and when you get hit and knocked down, you don't feel like, well, that was total BS. There's nothing I could have done about that. Right. It's like, oh, well, I, I wasn't paying attention. There were too many enemies because I let them all encircle me. There's giant cannonballs flying from a million miles away. <laughs> As you do. Yep. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> but at no point during regular beat-em-up gameplay do you feel disempowered. Like, you're very... You are in control unless you give it away stupidly. Right, yeah. I mean, basically, the game, it makes the game, even though it is not fair, it makes the game feel fair, you know? So, I mean, but anyways, uh, what what, what was your uh, nostalgia experience for this? So, this is a game that I rented occasionally, but it is one of the few games that I regularly played in an arcade, Hmm. because I didn't go to arcades a lot, Right. and so there, there were a few places in the town I grew up in that were like... Not Chuck E. Cheese, but legally distinct from Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> uh, you know, a place like that. Like, yeah. you bring kids there, there's go-karts outside, there's video games inside, like that kind of thing. Right. And uh, we went there. It was one of those places where, like, a lot of kids would have birthday parties there, that sort of thing. And so that was, like, the one game, especially at that time in my life, that I was like, well, if I'm going to pump quarters into something, it's not going to be this other piece of crap. It's going to be this awesome four-player Ninja Turtles experience where like me and my three friends can all like huddle around and right. then and then I occasionally rented it and played it at home but this is one of the few games like I regularly played in the arcade and that translates incredibly well yes. from the arcade to the home console like very very little felt um ported yeah no i mean aside from the the continue mechanic which we we talked about aside from that I very easily could have said like, no, this this was a game meant to be a home game, and so uh, so yeah. Overall, did it hold up? A- absolutely. I mean, it, I would say it almost it almost held up better than my memory of it because, like I said, I remember it being a lot more frustrating and difficult. Whereas this one, I was just kind of like, no, this is kind of nice, relaxing. Got to hang out, you yeah. know. Which, which for an old school beat 'em up game is very counter to your expectation. You you would think, oh, I'm going to go back to this game and it's going to be punishing. It's going to be frustrating. I'm going to want to cheat if I can, or I'm going to like just give up in frustration and rage quit. Like very different experience than, and I mean, we were sitting down we got to play together and like, so I knew that would soften it even if it was a miserable experience. Right. But the fact that it was a really enjoyable experience was just like total, total shock. Yeah. And which kind of makes me, you know, as we've gone through these games, every once in a while, I kind of make a mental note of like, oh, if I'm like bored and I want to replay a game, like this is one I could actually enjoy and not just have to like critique and try and digest you right. know, on, a, on, a, on a deeply researched and, and well thought out level. As we always deep, do. Deeply researched. So much um, research. All of the research. Hours. Dissertations worth. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, so like th- this actually falls into that, I'm, which I'm surprised because I'm kind of wishy-washy on beat-em-ups. Like this falls into like, oh, I would just pick this up and play for a few minutes. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, one of the ones that, that I'm interested to see like kind of do a side-by-side comparison on is the one that I used to play all the time in arcade was the Simpsons game. Um, uh, the Yeah. And I, the, I think which they, is also a beat-em-up. Yeah, which also is a beat-em-up, but I think that they did port that as well. Oh, yes. So so that, I'd be interested to see how that one, because I also remember that one being insanely difficult. I, I'm with you on that, and I feel like I've played the arcade of that more recently mm-hmm. and was like, oh, this is super hard. Yeah. So I, I think the difficulty is something they do ratchet down a little bit in a port, because they're not trying to get money yeah, out of you, so beat, beat quarters out of you. Yeah. yeah, so so I would be interested to to play the. I want to say that was a Super Nintendo and a Genesis game, but I'm not positive. Yeah, I'll, I'm not I'll sure. have to look. I'll have to look through the library, but like 
that's that's one where I will not be surprised if that's as hard as I remember or worse. Right. Yeah. And and honestly, um, you know, like I'd like to play that, but realistically, I think that the easier lead-in from this game. I mean, I really just, I really like the green theming. Green, you know? green's good. I green's like green. Good, yeah. It's like, like the it. color, color of life. Yeah. Color yeah. of time. Exactly. It's a color yeah. for all time. Exactly. Like, like I mean, both future, past, you know, like something just really link in to, to this, this gameplay experience. So um, I'm thinking Day of the Tentacle. The curtain falls. The music plays. The credits roll. Then it all fades to black. And you're left by yourself The fanfare is gone There's no player two There by your side to share victories won But as you slowly progress Down the hall to your bed A few great events Leak back into your head From the time that you spent Traversing the land Battling evil Fighting the darkness Just sword in hand Your memories creep in With the edge of a smile 